Welcome to the Just a Runner's podcast, where we talk about all things running, racing, and more from the middle of the pack. I'm Bruce McIntosh. Now, on to the show. Hey, how's it going? Welcome to, oh, actually, it's episode 22. It's Monday. It's uh, still February, the 18th of February. So that's what I'm recording at. And... Haven't done anything today. Just got home from work a little bit ago and decided to go ahead and get this out. Uh, well, this past week, i uh, give you an update on that. Uh, wasn't too bad. Uh, went Monday, I was at the gym uh, cross training, did a little biking, a little on the rowing machine, a little strength training type stuff. Uh, the strength training, like push-ups, planks and stuff, uh, the last couple of days I've been trying to work them in more just like to couple minutes here and there just do a little bit at a time uh maybe i'll cover more of that later and tuesday and wednesday just work got in the way ended up working long shifts over uh 12 hour shifts and by the time i get home i was just too tired to really do much uh so tuesday i had plans to run i said i knew i had to do these shifts i found out and just day didn't go well so uh, I thought about it and then going running and I got home. I was just too tired saying happens once in a while, but no, uh, got through the wet Thursday Ended up running with a couple of friends of mine that I hadn't, uh, well, one, I hadn't run with him in quite a while. He's busy triathlon training. Uh, just nice talking about the differences in that type of training where it's like something different every day. One day you're swimming and she had a section um, for a while there. She was doing like different strength training and stuff. But uh, it'd be like me cross training every day. Bike one day, swim another day. The next day you're out for a run. But she snuck in a run with us. And uh, we uh been doing some course uh, familiarization runs over at uh, Mill Creek Park for the uh, distance classic that's coming up on March 24th. Yeah, anywhere near Youngstown that area uh, that Sunday, uh, you might want to look into uh, the Distance Classic. It's not an easy half marathon by any means. Uh, we did the, f- we ended up with a four and a half mile run. We basically did the first two, close to the first two and a half miles and most of the last two miles. And so we took the start and it starts up, I don't up, well, up this hill at what they call the Rose Garden, uh, Fellows Riverside Garden. And you're starting from there, it's down a hill, and then we're going out into the Mill Creek Park. And it, uh, the actual course will take a couple loops, uh, which will be, there's plenty of hills in those loops. That's why, but uh, then the last uh, mile, well, the last two miles, when we were heading back, and, excuse me, uh, is fairly flat, a couple little hills, uh, especially the, let's say most of that last mile there, you can pretty much going to be able to see the finish line across uh, Lake, I think that's Lake Lee. I always get Cohasson Police here uh, mixed up, sorry about that, uh, it's basically three lakes in uh, Mill Creek Park, and 
for some reason, I always confuse Donick Glacier and uh, Cohasset. But I believe that Lake Glacier, you'll be able to look over it, see, because you were finishing right by or just past the old log cabin when I was talking to somebody uh, Sunday. So that's where we finished. And there's a path to take us back up to the Rose Garden where we'll probably be parked. Uh, kind of a nice run. I've this is their 30th annual Mill Creek Distance Classic race. And let's, well, let's give them a cowboy for that. 30 years. But uh, one thing that did, uh, this is a new course this year. And the old course, we went up this series of steps. Uh, well, they, a lot of people call it the staircase. It was a series of hills. And you'd finish going up this big hill to Wick Park. Uh, so you had a lot of hills there for the last uh, mile going to Wick I'm talking about this a lot more than I thought I was going to. But uh, we were on the first part of my course familiarization run. I had already done that once the previous Saturday. Got together with a couple other people and we did it. And like I said, the, the old course, you know, the last mile, you had some, like, three or four really decent hills, especially one big one right there at the end. Now, the last one, now the mile, last mile is pretty much fairly flat where you just, so at least that part of it's going to be easier. There's still plenty of hills in it. The other part was this, uh, they changed the date. They basically backed it up. It was always the first Sunday in March, and now they are, uh, moved it back to March 24th, so we're for much uh, later in the month, near the end of March, so we should hopefully have better weather than you, they traditionally have, uh, I don't know how many times they've been hit with a snowstorm that weekend, or a couple times, like the night before, it got uh, snowed on, and they couldn't get the route uh, plowed in time, and things like that, and this was just all too regular anymore or a couple times you know there's been a few times it's had good weather but there's been more often than not you would be you'd be giving uh you'd be giving uh, sorry uh you'd be dealing with some really uh nasty weather anymore or i mean i remember the one time it just snowed the whole time I volunteered once. I remember just standing there freezing. My feet were getting cold. I would have been better off running, I kept thinking. But uh, that was... I was in, uh, So they're trying a few things, I think, to help it out. I've always liked this. If you're doing a spring marathon, with it being in March, it's an excellent time to uh, have a good training race. So that's what made this one inviting. And it's like I said, if I was going for a PR... I wouldn't do it there, but it's got, but you might get one if you like a, it's a challenging route. There are plenty of hills on it and that's, uh, they used to advertise 19 and I think they were low. Then now I, I didn't count this time, but eventually I guess I could figure it out eventually. Um, I know Mill Creek Park fairly well. I didn't, there was some other people in my running group and, uh, that's one of the reasons that aren't quite as familiar with Mill Creek as I am. So that's why we're doing the course familiarization runs. Uh, I sat down. I had to actually sit here and map it all out. And then I found ways to divide it. Uh, good good way to divide it up. 
so that I could get three different runs out of it. And we may do one uh, Sunday coming up. We might just do the whole course is our plan. And Well, that was Thursday. That was a really nice run with them. And Friday, I don't know what it was, just end of the week. Uh, ended up running two miles, very slow. I was going to do like a heart rate recovery run. And my heart rate, I don't know, I think my heart rate monitor wasn't working right. I should have just went out and run the distance. Ended up with two miles and because I got uh, flustered with the watch not working right. I don't think it was because it kept having me with these high heart rates and I was it was making no sense. So uh, kind of going, but I was only going to do three or four anyway. So and Friday's normally a rest day. I kind of wanted to get out and do a little run because I missed those other days. But uh, at least I got something in. Now Saturday, much better. Went down to the Lily Pond parking lot in Mill Creek Park. Uh, some guys showed up from the running group, and we did the course familiarization run number two that I made up. It's a 4.6-mile loop. Starting from the Lily Pond, we went up to Big Bear. Uh, that's one of the hills you got to go over if you run the thing. And just the fact that it has its own name, Big Bear, tells you all you need to know about that hill. We went up and around the Canfield Road and then across the Silver Bridge, Really uh, scenic area there. Uh, the, the Silver Bridge is, well, if, if you know anything about Mill Creek Park, you know what I'm talking about. And back to uh, the Lily Pond. Uh, it's old bridge. I don't know how else to describe it. It's just a nice bridge there. Uh, a, lot, a lot of pictures of it when people are showing people uh, pictures of the park. And that uh, uh, got us to, let me think, that was Saturday. Really nice run there. Uh, still a little on the cold side. I worked down it was 25 degrees, and the, but there was four of us out there and got a good run. And I was feeling pretty good about uh, the way things were going then. And Sunday, uh, kind of a, I wasn't supposed to go as long this week. I was, I think my plan called for 10, even though I cut last week short. I debated whether to try to do a few extra or not. And, uh, one buddy from the running group ended up showing up at 7.30. I went to the log cabin, and uh, the Youngstown Roadrunners were meeting there at 8.30. So I went out to get a few miles in. Uh, I got there a little late. Uh, we went out, got a few miles in. Then I went out, some people from the Roadrunners, uh, them. Ended up talking to two people. I kind of knew them before, and uh, the one guy, Richard... Uh, I'd run with his uh, son, Todd, many times in the past. I haven't run with him much in the last few years. Uh, he got more into ultras and trail running than I did. And I'm not sure on the trails I can keep his pace anymore. It's been a while since we really did a lot of running. But we used to get together and run. So I got to know him and uh, started talking to Rizzard and his, da uh, his daughter, Lisa, there. But he's 78. Uh didn't start running. I think he said he's 78. Uh, didn't start running until he was in his 70s, 72 or 73. He started running, and I believe he said he was 75 when he did his first half marathon. So if you're uh, worried about your age and when you're getting started, there's a, there are people that get, uh, don't even get started now until they're in their 70s. So 
uh, I think he saw his son doing it and other people in his family and decided to get in on it. So had a nice, really nice run. Uh, did about most of seven miles with them. Ended with 10.4 total. Uh, so decent run. Next week I'm going to try to probably go for 16. Adjusted my schedule some to uh, make up for the last couple of weeks. So overall, I thought it was a fairly good week. Not real heavy on as much mileage as I would have liked, but uh, the week uh, went all okay so far. I have no complaints about uh, the overall week there. You know, because uh, you know, I started kind of trying to figure out if I had my, my original goal, 420 to 430 for Cleveland Marathon. You know, just looking ahead, trying to figure out whether I'm still on track for that. Uh, is it time to change the goal? Should I plan on slowing down? I've been looking at my paces and stuff, and uh, like, it's still 13 weeks to the Cleveland Marathon. Uh, I'm going to say no. I'm still going to go with that. I'm still going to work on my plan and have the goals to uh, try to still hit break 430. Uh Maybe that's not a huge goal, but it's still an improvement for me. I'd like to try to get down to 420. I'm not sure I can do that by Cleveland. I know that's 10 minutes. Maybe I'll go for it, try to hold close to a 10-minute pace. I mean, hopefully, I'd like to try to keep improving just a little. Keep running a marathon, spring, fall, two a year is one of my goals right now. And try to work on the speed, just get a little quicker every time. Maybe a long-term, I mean, yeah, I was thinking last year, hopefully maybe keep improving and eventually get into the Boston Marathon. Uh, being on 53, 55, I get a few more minutes. Maybe at that point in time, I might consider it. If I keep seeing improvement, you know, maybe I just need one really good, another good training cycle and work a little bit on the mental part of it. Uh, yes, I'm nuts. Uh <laughs> I don't want to do that. Uh, that's you know the mental side of the running. I'm trying to look at all the things I've done right, uh, or that I think I'm doing right, and things I could improve on. I mean, yes, anything. I definitely improve on how many miles I run per week, and make sure I get more long runs in, and uh, make sure I do more speed work, tempo runs. Uh, there's other little things I could do. Uh, like I mentioned earlier, I did trying to do the strength training a little more regular. I definitely think if I had, uh, if you look up Jay Johnston on Insta on YouTube, I'm sorry, YouTube, uh, just put in strength and mobility workouts and his uh, plans. He has different ones he can do. I think I've got like five different ones, easy day and hard day workout. And they're only like five, six minutes. So there's really, you know, no reason I couldn't try to make sure I get at least that little bit of strength and mobility workout in almost every day. I mean, how hard is it to click on a YouTube video? And even, you know, and there's other stuff you can do to help mix it up. Like I said, I've been trying to at least once a week get on the, take at least a half hour. And even if I split it between biking and rowing, 10 minutes of rowing, you know, 20 minutes on the bike, stuff like that. I'm hoping that'll help with the cross training and keep the mobility, do some different workouts. 
Uh, like I, I mean, I know over the past few weeks I have had things, little niggles and, you know, little pains and aches and uh, that have interfered. And obviously, this week it was work. Got in the way of my training. Wasn't planning on working that many hours. Ago. And been a while since I did it, so it kind of kind of wore me out and wasn't up for going out for a run, which is unusual, but uh, it happens uh, to everybody. And, you know, just things like that. Those are the things I got to watch out for. Uh, just trying to think of a few things that I could, you know, definitely uh, help me reach my long-term goal of running the Boston Marathon. And, you know, even with the 13 weeks I have till Cleveland, there's plenty I can still do to help improve on that. You know, like I said, strength, mobility, uh, something else. But one of the big ones I'm I'm only gonna touch on it today, and I'll start working on something. I've been trying to really watch my weight uh, better, and just I'm gonna tr really work on trying to start. Uh, I know I have some major flaws in my nutrition plan. I don't really follow a diet at all. So I'm not somebody who's going to jump in and become uh, paleo, keto, or uh, vegan. Uh, I'm just trying to look for healthier options when I eat. Uh, right now I've been working on that. I was getting up. Uh, well, put it this way. When I ran Detroit in October, I was about 180. And at five foot eight, that's even overweight. And I really sh should have been trying to work to get it down before Detroit. I never really did. Uh, I just eat too much. And basically, uh, one of my biggest flaws, I I drink too. I don't drink too much alcohol. I have a beer or a glass of wine here and there. I'll go weeks without any, or I'll have one or two when I do. But uh, the soda, I drink Pepsi to excess just about every day. I uh, have a couple or more, and that's something, you know, hard to work off that many sugar calories, and, you know, some people don't drink coffee, I always figured I just have a Pepsi instead, it, coffee and sugar, uh, the caffeine and sugar, instead of in one, in one form or another, but uh, trying to cut back on those and look for other options besides just, uh, I guess I'm just not, I'll drink, I do drink plenty of water, I think, Trying to, instead of depriving myself, just try to drink more water and try to work in things like, um, I started reading about how great green tea is supposed to be for you, like one of the best things you can drink. So I'm looking into trying to, I'm trying a few of those. I found one with Lipton that had citrus in it, and I'm not sure how much better that was than drinking a pop, but uh, when I looked at the calories, if I drink a bottle of this or a bottle of that, it was uh, cut the calories in half. Obviously, water's the best, one of your best options for weight loss. But uh, I really am trying to cut out a lot of the junk. Not, you know, I don't believe, in, I don't want to deprive myself totally. But, uh, and I do tend to like a lot of sweet things and different foods. And, you know, if I can't have my weekly pepperoni pizza, life's just not worth living. Uh you know, it, I think it's like, a, I think it's part of my religion now that I, you know, have to have my pepperoni pizza weekly. Matter of fact, I think I'm going to have some tonight. I haven't had it in a while. Uh, it's been almost a week. I'm trying to think what day we had pizza last week. I know we did. 
just, you know, just trying to look at certain things. I've started uh, picking up a, I did just recently get this a couple few days ago, Nancy's Clark's Food Guide for Marathoners. I've been looking through that and like making sure that I have a orange or a banana. I usually eat a banana almost every day or I'll eat it, you know, when I have them. I might go a few days without one because I don't get to the store, but um, making sure that for a snack on my break at work, I have, I got some Cara Cara oranges. Totally recommend them. I love them. Uh, you know, bananas. And I'm going to try to get apples more. Uh, some reason, I'm, I used to like apples when I was younger, and I don't eat them as often now. But uh, just those are the things I want to do. Nutrition is, you know, watch my diet, watch what I eat, and drink more. Uh, I had a few other books. I don't even know where they are right now about how to eat to lose this and that. But this one seems to be a more uh, just common sense, you know, don't deprive, you know, she's not recommending depriving or cutting out any food totally, but uh, limit the bad ones, you know, uh, things like that. And try to just, what I'm trying to do is look for more, uh, better options and work them in and I really think if I could get the weight down uh, I'd like to get to under 170 at some point I think that could make a huge difference in my running uh, like I said I was up to 188 at the Detroit Marathon I was up to I was at 180 so since then I had gone up eight or nine well I think I maybe even have hit I may have hit eight 189 when uh you know, one pound, but going up eight or nine pounds the last few months, especially over Christmas, uh, right around here was like the land of a thousand Christmas cookies. So that didn't help, uh, was part of the reason I gained some weight. So hopefully I can get at least when I gained off, I'd like to get a few extra pounds off before Cleveland, 13 weeks to go. But at the same time, trying to do all this training, I can't deprive myself of the calories to give myself the energy to get through the workouts, but uh, try and get that right balance to get down a little bit in weight. But I'll uh, try to talk about that more as I try to make myself more knowledgeable about the things I need to do. I kind of know when I, a lot of times when I need to do. And, uh, a lot of times, you know, you just, what you want, sometimes outweigh. When you have a sweet tooth like mine, yeah, that outweighs it. Okay, well, I don't want this to stretch on too long. But um, I'll start looking for some running-related food tips or nutrition tips I could uh, put in here. And Well, this week's not... Won't be talking about food this week. Uh, here's our Just a Runner tip coming up. Here's a, just a runner's tip for this week. Uh, your shoes. I suggest going in and at least first time you buy them, I realize they're expensive. Uh, get them fitted professionally. Walk around. Make sure they're comfortable. I know a lot of people buy them online, but if, uh, unless they're the same style and number and everything, uh, brand or shoe, I'd be worried about that. I'm still old-fashioned. I like to try them on before I actually buy them. 
even if it's a pair I've had before. Also, uh, I suggest having more than one pair of shoes, two, three. I've been up to five pairs where I rotate, or I have three in a pair just for uh, get a pair of trail shoes. I don't do a lot of trail running, but I like to have them. So that way there, uh, it gives them time to dry out and life, the foam in them gets crushed down while you're running and it gives them time to revitalize, if you will. I don't know if that's the right word or not, but it uh, seems, uh, plus your feet hit the shoes different, different shoes differently. So that will give you uh, some different uh, effect on your feet. And that way you're not hitting the same muscles, same spots every time you run. And also the, the suggested amount is 300 to 500 miles on your shoes to replace them. So if you, if you aren't rotating, maybe when you're about halfway done, get another pair and start rotating them. Some people have shoes sitting in their uh, closet. They're gonna last just as long, but this way you could rotate them through and hopefully get some extra miles out of them. Obviously the amount of time they last is, will be depend on how many miles you put in, uh, where you're running. I think if you ran softer surfaces like trails and dirt, those are gonna last longer than the ones on hard concrete. And weight, and if you pronate, those are the things that are gonna affect your shoe fit. How long they last and how well they treat you, whether you get hurt or not. All right, well, that's gonna be it for uh, this. Have a great one. Thanks for listening. Mail any questions or comments to justarunner65 at gmail.com. Join the Just a Runners podcast Facebook group. And you can find me on Instagram at Bruce underscore Macintosh 79. Remember, laugh hard, run fast, and be kind. Thanks. Thanks for listening.